was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. Become my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. They come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Ah, uh, that guy's goddamn. Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, dude, manager Logan, I think that is the first comment we've ever got about the graphics, or at least yeah. one of them. So, dude, thank you so much. Appreciate it. <clears throat> and yeah, yeah I, I do this shit to pop you guys. So yeah, man, that's yeah, that's that's uh, amazing, dog. Hell yeah, for sure. So I appreciate that, and thank you very much. Thank you very much, Manager Logan. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, what is going on, guys? What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast and another edition of podcast and another edition of the forbidden door AEW and new japan forbidden door official review dude <clears throat> we'll get into that in a second durante i'm glad somebody can notice but and and you know i hope you guys i'm sure you guys noticed by the fact that it's a pay-per-view and sir k isn't sitting next to me you can't see my arm in his shot um so Dude, oh man, um, golly, we'll get into that in just a second, but yeah, bro, uh, without any further ado, without any further ado, let's jump right into the intro, man. So what is going on, guys? We're back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals podcast, and this is uh, another edition, like I said, of the, uh, this is another edition of the post-show reviews, man, this time it's the Forbidden Door. And with that, man, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we are on here after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted. 
Uh, every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news and every Big Five for AEW and Big Five for WWE. We are on here with the post-show official review, man. So with that, if you guys did miss this past Friday's edition of the news, it's it's not up yet, and I'll get to why it's not up yet in just a second, but in case you guys want to watch any Notorious Seals podcast, man, you can find us on all platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us right here on YouTube, like I said, Monday after Raw, Friday 4 p.m. Central, and after the Big Five for WWE and the Big Five for AEW, man, so... <sighs> yeah, man. And also, if you guys haven't got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Seals podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. And with that, you can find all eight of these beautiful designs available live on the merch shop for you guys, man. Like I said, the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design. Ugh, golly, the base logo design, the, ah, uh, golly, the, um, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret design, the uncrowned Kings of the IWC and Logan's favorite, Logan's favorite in the whole wide world, the Christmas merch, Logan's order, just so you guys do, just to keep you guys updated on the matter. Logan's order is still in uh, production, man. He ordered a big, or he ordered a, a a a big order of of Christmas merch, man, and it is it's on the way. It's on the way, bro, and it's being shipped directly to his house. Just so you guys know, man. So, Logan's favorite, the Christmas merch, all eight, along with all eight of these beautiful designs, are available for you guys live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. And with that, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. It's going good. Just been a chill out today, man. Uh, always weird watching AEW pay-per-view just at the house. Oh, you know how it yeah. is. It's just always weird, man. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, I, th I thought it was a pretty fun show, man. Look at it. But um, I thought it was a pretty fun show, man. I had a pretty good day. Um, hell yeah, man. So um, can't wait till I uh, can't wait till next time. <laughs> I can't wait. But um, yeah, hey, man, I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling, but um. Like Durante always asked, man, life's good, the family's good. What about you, Durante and Chairman? How you doing? My Logan, how you doing, man? What about you, bro? How are you doing? I feel like shit. If you guys cannot tell by my voice, bro, so fucking annoying. First of all, who the fuck, and I mean who the fuck gets sick in June that's the first thing. The second thing, bro. Today, dude, I just fuck it. This is why I fucking hate being sick, bro. This is why I fucking hate being sick, man. So, today was supposed to be real fun, man. Having people over for the pay-per-view. You know, earlier this morning we were going to go see Flash. 
and all that fucking shit just face plants, bro. Um, dude, I woke up yesterday. I woke up yesterday with a just a throbbing headache and a and a, and a throat ache as the day progressed. And then I wake up today, bro, and it's my nose. Uh, it's my nose. I'm sneezing. My nose is dripping. It's just a fucking mess, man. It, it's it's a mess, and it's fuck. It fucking sucks. It really did ruin the whole day, and I'm really fucking pissed off about it. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, day the day uh the day the day sucks. The day the day sucked in terms of other uh, everything other than the show. Um, the show mm-hmm. was really good. The show was really good, man. But what, other than that, dude, the whole day, the whole day was just supposed to be a blast, and it was literally everything but that. So, yeah, man, fucking. But what's up, Adam Cole? I'm here, bro. I'm here. I'm doing yeah. my obligation. Where are you at, bro? Literally, Adam you Cole, needed, man. You needed mm-hmm. to show me filthy. Tom Lawler tonight on this show. So yeah, bro. Yeah, the the day day was fucking depressing. Day was depressing because I was just thinking about what could have happened, literally throughout all the day, and then the reality is I'm just fucking laying there, laying there, just trying to fucking trying to rest up. And I went through one of those periods last night. Where I'm like trying my ass off to like knock this headache and this fucking sore throat off. And I'm mm-hmm. like waking up all night at, at like every four hours just to retake my medicine. And the shit didn't fucking work. In fact, I fucking woke up worse. So that's just fucking unbelievably annoying as fuck. But dude, ah, so depressing. So depressing, bro. Um, It blows. It really does. But, but other than my depressing day... As Durante always asks, um, as Durante always asks, uh, life is good. <laughs> as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Logan, Bell, JT, everybody who's here now, everybody who's here in the replay. How the hell are you guys, man? And thank you guys for joining us. Um, also, I got to give you guys the heads up. I usually give you guys the heads up every time I'm sick. If you see me just out of nowhere, just close my camera. You know, I'm probably blowing my nose or something, just so you guys know. So it might happen quite a bit. Um, So just to give you guys the heads up there. Um, So thank you guys for sticking with me, man. But I'm here and we're doing it. So, yes, if, if everything has to get canceled, this shall not. So exactly, man. Exactly. So I got the hardest dedication in the game. IWC. Really do. What's up with you? Mm. Man's more dedicated than Thunder Rosa and Adam Cole. Get that. <sighs> Golly, I'm more dedicated than Chicago Phil out here exactly. doing his fucking push-ups. Well, speaking of dedication, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of dedication, we got to talk about Mr. Dedication, Serpentico. He was on the pre-show. Yours? Uh, sorry, the Zero Hour. I did not watch this match because I was too busy trying to set up my BR Live stream. <laughs> Filthy Tom Lawler 
versus Serpentico and Luger. Uh, this match happened. I'm assuming this happened at the very top of the hour uh, because I did not see this and there was absolutely no mention of this on the zero hour. So. Well, oh, never mind. This was a dark match. I was going to say, I don't remember Serpentico being there. That I wasn't paying attention to Zero Hour, but I had it on, so. Yeah, I had it on too, but uh, yes, uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, it was a dark match. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, these fucking wrestling fans. Bruh, when we went to Dynamite, I was told that there wasn't a dark matches in AEW. Oh, yeah. Now there's a million of them. Hmm. Look at that. Fucking wrestling hmm. fans. Golly. So, so, Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Serpentico in four minutes and ten seconds. Okay, first things first. If you're missing Adam Cole from the show due to an illness, you're telling me there's nobody else. I understand if these New Japan guys are in Japan and you can't necessarily just slot them in real quick. You're telling me Adam Cole, you know, was down, you know, uh, he was down for the for the count. You know, he couldn't compete. There was nobody from the AEW side that you had that you didn't have in the building that you could replace him with because I mentioned this to Sir K before we went on isn't it insane to think that Jay White and Malachi Black were not on this card Malachi Black couldn't have taken that spot like Jay White couldn't have taken that spot maybe if Andrade's there he could have taken that spot yeah Samoa Joe yeah. Joe, Dax Keith Harwood, Lee. Keith Lee. Like, all these guys you could have fucking called to be here. And you just use fucking Serpentico. Like, what? In a non-televised dark match? Come on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. So filthy. Tom Lawler defeats Serpentico in 4 minutes and 10 seconds on the dark match. And for the actual pre-show, for the actual pre-show, we had the Mogul Embassy. That is Swerve Strickland, Toa Leona, Brian Cage, and Sir Kay's favorite, Bishop. Bishop, Bishop Khan. <laughs> With Prince Nana versus Chaos. <laughs> Rocky Romero versus Sir K's other favorite group. Rocky Romero, Chuck, the Kentucky gentleman, Chucky Taylor, and Trent Beretta with, uh, with El Desperado. You know, f aside from the fact that both of these two groups fucking suck, this was actually a pretty solid pre-show match. I got to admit. Hmm. I genuinely couldn't tell you I didn't pay attention to this match at all. I mean, you have the fucking, the best friends and for Punky Vice and I guess Chaos, they're, they're all the same thing, I guess. 
Um, I so you know, I ain't fucking watching that shit, bro. I mean, filthy besides work, <laughs> filthy Tom Cruise. Oh my god, fucking he is, man. He is. But, um, literally, besides whoever they match, I would literally fire every single one of those people. So, <laughs> I do not give a fuck about that match in the slightest. I couldn't even tell you who won. I'm not even gonna lie. I couldn't even tell you who won the match. I, I, I couldn't tell you. You know what's funny, too, man, is, like, the, the embassy, the embassy before they became the Mughal embassy, as a Ring of Honor act, wasn't really that bad. But, like, the fact that they added Swerve, like, because none of the guys, like, Toa is pretty cool, uh, Bishop Khan is, is pretty cool, and then we all know how great Brian Cage is, you know, they all, I mean, they all work well as a faction, dude, but it's just the fact that they just, do, they just did damage control with fucking the Mogul Associates, or whatever the fuck they were called, and they just threw him in there, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, man. It really doesn't, man. It really doesn't. They kind of killed the whole group. Killed both acts by combining them. And, uh, man, it's just did not work out well for any of them. Yeah. Yeah, no question, bro. No question. You know, actually, I'm looking at this now. Toliona is billed from Samoa, and he was trained by Rikishi. I wonder if he has any fucking... I wonder if he has any ties to uh to the bloodline. I wonder if he has any ties yeah. to the to the Fatus. Hmm. You never know, man. You never know. Yeah, their family is fucking huge, man. So exactly. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But yeah, this was actually a really fun match. It was a really fun match, really fast paced. It served its purpose, kinda just to get the crowd going. Um, and it didn't really do too much more than that. Swerve ended up hitting the Swerve Stomp on uh, uh, Rocky Romero to win the match, and uh, that was that was that man. So this match ended in twelve minutes and thirty seconds, and it was it was real fun, man. It was real fun. It was real fast paced. The only thing I don't like about this, and I need I know it's one spot, but I need to mention this because it's been happening a lot in AEW. Rocky Romero was just like sitting there looking up at Swerve, just sitting there, just looking up at him for like a hot 10 seconds before Swerve did the move. And that happened that when did that happen? That happened when we went to Dynamite on the Ring of Honor tapings after Rampage. There was a spot where Vikingo was standing on the ring post and I shit you not, I even pointed it out to Sir K. He was standing on that fucking ring post for like 15 seconds. And Shane Taylor's just standing there, just holding his arms up, just waiting to catch him. And, I'm, and I just I just point out to Sir Cam, I'm like, dude, look at fucking Shane Taylor. And dude is just standing there, just... Like, dude. Bro, come on, coordinate this better. It's your whole job. Especially in AEW, where all you fucking do is the matches. Seriously, bro. Like... Sit there and, like, don't look at him, but kind of look at him until you see him, you know, right before he's about to jump and then kind of slowly look up. You know, don't, yeah, don't just fucking stand there like, like, what are you doing, bro? I mean, come on. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. 
Alright, so the next match was Athena versus Billy Starks. Uh, mm. This was the first round of the Owen Hart Cup for the women. Uh, yeah, this... This... <laughs> This yeah, one, it was a match. It was yeah, bad. yeah. I mean, yeah. It was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It. It was just there. To be honest, it. This. This match didn't really exude any excitement out of me, or anything like that. I think. I think Athena's great. I think Billy Starks is pretty good. Uh but yeah, this match just didn't really. Do, I mean, it was your your average pre-show match for me. Um, yeah, and it went seven minutes and fifty seconds. Look at that, man. Look at that. But, um, yeah, it was a bad match, man. And, um, kind of expected Athena to win, man. So, uh, good for her for advancing. For sure. And the next match was El Fantasmo versus Stu Grayson. Not of the Dark Order, but let's talk in faction's name again. The Righteous. The Righteous. Dude. What happened to those two, bro? They were like dressed like preachers and like dancing and shit. What the fuck happened to them already? Huh? You didn't see him dancing? Uh, you didn't see the one with short hair, like kind of. It was kind of you know how like um, kind of like how Daniel Garcia does that old dance. It was oh kind of like God. that. Uh, wait, you talking about Dutch? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, cause I, I, I did not. I was probably looking away or in the middle of fucking sneezing or coughing. No. Yeah, it was when they first got in the ring, and Dutch was like in the back, you know, and um, Stu was in front of him. He, I swear to God, he like a little dance, like kind of like just feeling himself to his music, I guess. And like, um, the other one, um, Vincent. He was kind of like, it was when they got in the ring, they were like kind of danceable a little. It was fucking weird. It looked horrible. This is why, this is exactly why they should have went to WWE. Because exactly. they could have been in the Wyatt Six and we could have got this shit rocking and rolling. But instead, we're telling a story on pulling Stu Grayson away from the Dark Order. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the most ideal of routes, if you ask me. But, um... Uh, well, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, I do remember seeing The Righteous. I do remember seeing them dance in their entrance a couple years from a, a clip a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that it did. It, it didn't look that it didn't look good then. So I can only imagine what you thought of it, but that's what I mean, like, um, like Joseph seed glasses, I think from what I remember. Yeah. And I, you know, dude, just weird. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when you go to ring of honor. So yeah, it doesn't happen when fucking, ROH Tony books you, you fucking end up like shit. Yeah, golly, that is horrible. So Phantasmo is, uh, 
his story is he's turning a new leaf because he was kicked out of Bullet Club by David Finley. So ever since then, he's been on a mission to turn a new leaf in his career. And Stu Grayson is from Canada, and that man still can't pick up a victory. He lost in 7 minutes and 15 seconds to Phantasmo and... Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, Logan says it here. Uh, Stu does not fit the righteous at all. Um, but, uh, you know, when I went to Collision and they did, uh, when I went to Collision and they did uh, the pre-tapes of uh, like a backstage promo of Stu and them, they didn't look that bad. They didn't look that bad mm-hmm. at all because they were serious. You know, Dutch was just looking mm-hmm. down the camera with his with his Joseph Seed glasses, and he was just, like, fucking had this creepy smile on his face. And, and you know, Stu's a great promo. But, um, yeah, I mean, in, in uh, he, overall, man, he just doesn't fit the group. And uh, that's just not, that's just not, uh, to I mean, me, bro, it's just not ideal for them at all. I definitely would have kept Stu in the Dark Order. Turn those fuckers heel exactly you know, make them useful, and then, you know, you still have the righteous, sadly, so do something cool with them. You you can do a lot with them, man. For sure. For sure. But, yeah, Phantasmo beats Stu in 7 minutes and 15 seconds. Next up, man, the last match for the pre-show, you have uh, Los Ingarnables de Japón, uh, Shingo Tagagi, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi uh, versus uh, the United Empire. Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and holy shit, TJP. I haven't seen his fucking ass wrestle in years. Oh, really? I swear to God, I, I didn't know he was in that fucking group. I knew he was in the group, um, but... Man, I was waiting for him to hit that dab like he used to, man. You with me? Dude, that shit was so fucking bad. Oh, oh I did not like it. Man, that it, dude. Oh, God, don't remind me of that, man. But, yeah, it was cool seeing him. Yeah, man, it was really cool seeing um seeing TJP doing that. Um, I, I thought I remember. I remember he was in some group in New Japan. I didn't know it was that. <laughs> I didn't know it was that one, man. But, um, yeah, man. Um, he was an alright match. I remember he did. I didn't, I, dude, Morgan, I'm not gonna lie. That night, I was fucking, I was, I was slumped damn near that whole fucking show, bro. I damn near don't remember a thing from that fucking show. So, although I do acknowledge him as guy, wasn't he in like some multi-man or something? But I, I still had no memory of him being in um, United Empire specifically, man, so. Um, definitely, man, but it was cool seeing him again here tonight, man. It was a nice, uh, uh, nice reminder of that, you know, he exists. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um... <laughs> Yeah, dude, I was waiting for him to hit his, uh, hit that fucking dab for everyone, bro. I remember when he used to hit that. 
<laughs> Shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking horrible, man. <sighs> Alright, so yeah, bro. TJP, bro, he used to be getting lit in the cruiserweight division. But anyway, yeah, I can't believe I seen his trash ass again. I seen his trash ass wrestle. But now that I remember, he was on Wrestle Kingdom. Now that I remember he was on Wrestle Kingdom. And uh fucking yeah, uh this match <laughs> The, yeah, this match. I mean, it was it was another it was another six man. It was uh, it was it was all right. This is kind of New Japan versus New Japan. I mean, Kyle Fletcher is AEW now, but um, for the for the for the majority, it was uh, New Japan versus New Japan. But otherwise, man, it, I mean, it was a pretty solid match. A good last pre-show match. The only thing is. Uh, the United Empire lost. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, I don't really know why, but, I mean, LIJ is a, a very popular faction in New Japan, so I could see it. But, yeah, I definitely thought that uh, the United Empire were going to win, but apparently Especially not. since their boy was there tonight, so you would have thought. So, yeah, man, uh... Yes, United Empire lost, and uh, unfortunately, TJP didn't hit that dab for everyone. So, yeah, man. Thank God. So, before we get on to the main card, like I said, this match, Adam Cole versus filthy Tom Lawler did not happen. No. Uh, you guys were hyping Tom Tom Lawler up so much. Uh, I, I was a little excited to see who this guy is and what he's about. Uh, and I don't know why you didn't or couldn't have thrown Malachi Black or Keith Lee in this mix, but you couldn't. And yeah, I mean, that. what the fuck? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Although... With some of the way some of these ended tonight, how abruptly some of them ended, I mean, I can only imagine how much time they had to shave if this match did happen. Let alone if it, you know what I mean? So, that is true. I don't know, man. It makes me think. For sure. For sure, man. So, to open the show, we got Maxwell Jacob Feinstein versus The Ace. Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. This fucking guy, MJF, comes out and he turns around and his jacket says, New Japan is an indie. Love it. Fucking hilarious, man. Absolutely hilarious. I also really love how you guys know how MJF is. Uh, He's... Kind of at this point, I mean, this kind of been his M.O. throughout the whole year. At all the pay-per-views, he does a really sick entrance, right? He comes out with his devil mask, and he just does a really cool entrance. I was thinking this right before he came out, and, and my prediction was correct. I was thinking, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be funny if he just, like, didn't do any special entrance, and he just fucking, like, walked out there like fucking Eric Young before he got released? He just and fucking sh- walked out. 
sure enough, fucking, he just walks out there just fucking swinging his arms, and then he just turns around, and you can see his jacket. I was like, oh, that's fucking amazing. Really not give a shit about this place. Fucking A. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> so, MJF and Tanahashi, um, it was a very good open to the show. I, I will say that. It was, it was very good. Uh, I uh, love... I love um, the chemistry between MJF and uh, Bryce Remsburg. Uh, Dude, I I like how, you know, Aubrey is kind of, you know, Jericho's ref, you know, and I like how MJF kind of has his own ref, too. He has Bryce, you know, that he has do pretty much all of his matches. And I just, I love, love the chemistry between those two. I mean, it's it's golden because, you know, MJF tries to push him around, but Bryce is just not scared of him whatsoever. And it's absolutely hilarious. There was a point in this match where MJF had uh, Tanahashi in a abdominal stretch. And he was stretching him. And, uh, fucking, he has his hands, <laughs> he has his hands on the rope. He has his hands on the rope. Uh, and Bryce is counting one, two, three, four. And as he gets a four, MJF just goes, what are you going to do, dipshit? So fucking Bryce backs up and just high kicks MJF's fucking hand off the top rope. He throws him into a, a, a hip toss. The match... See, I don't, I don't know if this one had necessarily an abrupt ending. This just had, to be honest, one of the most, one of the, one of the more lamer MJF outsmarts. Oh yeah. For sure. Uh, MJF goes and gets the world heavyweight championship, the triple B. He goes in the ring. Bryce grabs the belt. Tanahashi rolls MJF up, but Bryce can't see it because he's given he's given the belt back to the ringside people. He turns around, counts to two. MJF kicks out of the roll up. Tanahashi gets in Bryce's face. MJF pushes Tanahashi and Bryce into the corner. Uh, he turns around, hits Tanahashi with the ring. As Bryce is just kind of trying to protect himself because he thought that fucking Tanahashi was, you know, all up in his grill. So Tanahashi falls, you know, because he just got hit with the ring and MJF just pins him. And and, uh, what made this weird was the fact that Bryce was looking out into the crowd and he knew he was pointing at his hand like he like he knew it was the ring. So Bryce knew it was the ring. I don't know why he didn't call for a replay or, or a, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> he usually, <clears throat> uh, fucking hey, he usually, <clears throat> golly, anyway, <clears throat> fuck man, <sighs> he usually checks MJF's hand, but MJF threw the ring in his, uh, in his trunks, so I guess... Unless Bryce wanted to cop a feel, he he couldn't really, you know, I mean, search him for the fucking ring. So, uh... Which I get it, but, like, kind of basic, and to me, 
I feel like I could have kicked into another gear, man, because lately, with a lot of MJF matches, it'll really, like, start with the first half, you know, him really trying to cheat a lot and, you know, trying to win, and then it gets to a point where he just wrestles until he gets an opportunity to win, and it was, didn't really get into that second gear, man, and I, yeah, it wasn't bad at all, but it was just like, I think it could have been a little better. I think so, I think so, man. <clears throat> I think it definitely could have been a little better, uh, for sure. And like I said, it, it did, it did, it did feel like it ended abruptly. <coughs> but I think, oh fuck, excuse me. Um, it, it did end a little abruptly, um, for sure, because like Sarkay just said, the, the match definitely could have kicked in into second gear, um, but. It was also kind of just one of the one of the more just non-creative endings for for MJF uh, for an MJF match and and like I said the ref uh, Bryce clearly knew that he cheated to win and he was kind of just cool with it so I don't know why there wasn't you know a restart or something like that I mean you can't really have the ref going out and and, and you know pointing at his finger asking everybody if it was the ring. And then just kind of not do anything about it. So it really didn't seem like it, it got into second gear, man. But for what it was, uh, for what it was, for what it was, it, it was it was okay. For what exactly. it was, yeah, for what it was, it was okay. And and it was, yeah, it was it was okay. Definitely, man. Definitely, it was a bad. Um, it was definitely okay, man. Definitely okay. And probably MJF's weakest match this year, I would say. For sure. For sure, man. So, MJF defeats the ace and retains the World Heavyweight Championship, man. And in the next match, Satoshi Kojima versus Lockport Phil here in the quarterfinal of the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. The men's side. Lockport Phil here, man. He came out in his fight shorts again. He came out in his fight shorts again. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, this match was, uh, fun. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all, man. But it almost seemed like CM Punk was kind of playing heel in this match. Uh, he was making fun of um uh he was making fun of he was making fun of Kojima like the whole way through the match he was um he was like he before he was hitting his moves he was calling them like there was a spot where he was in the corner and he was hitting Kojima with lariats and he was just yelling lariat 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 he hit the fucking Hulk Hogan leg drop um and this was this was definitely the most mixed punk reaction we've gotten yet, for sure. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. The second this man stepped out of Chicago, fucking booze. I mean, come on. I don't know what him nor AEW expected, but I think it's what everybody thought was going to happen, man. And, uh, I don't know, man. Some of us see him, like, he's trying to play heel. But, like, he's also, you know being good guy Phil sometimes at the same time and like 
pick what the fuck you're doing, man. Because I hate to break it to you. You're not you're not good guy feel anymore. Not after what happened. So like, better. You either completely apologize on TV and everything, or you just be an actual heel. You can't play both sides, man. For sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, it, it seemed really weird because he was playing heel during this whole match. He ends up beating Coach uh, Kojima with the uh, GTS. He gets off of Kojima from the pin and starts doing push-ups after the match. Crowd's booing him. He's sitting there taunting to the crowd. He's running around the ring like a like a prick. Um, and it was great. And then he just walks over to Kojima, picks him up, and raises his hand. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, are you, exactly. you babyface? Are you heel? You start fucking no-selling the fucking guy, and you're celebrating. And you're, like, helping him up like he's fucking some hero. Like, dude, pick a fucking side, man. You're not that guy right now. You gotta pick a fucking side, man, so... I don't know, man. The way he's been acting on TV, he's to me, man. He's got to he's got to pick a side, man. Because I I just don't know what to feel when I see his ass. For sure, for sure, man. So, yeah, this match ended in 13 minutes and 40 seconds as CM Punk moves on in the Owen. You know what? Being that that we had the story brewing on ramp uh, on Collision. I don't know why they didn't put Samoa Joe on the other side of the bracket. You know, yeah. to have mm-hmm. Punk versus Joe in the finals. Because, I mean, we could get Punk versus Ricky Starks, but they're like friends right now. And I don't really want to see Juice make it that far in the tournament. So it's like... Uh, I that would happen, though, because fucking these AEW fans love this fucking guy, Juice. They think, I, you know, the tweets I was seeing, bro, people were saying that he's fucking better than L.A. Knight. Whoa. <laughs> yep, I saw those two. The AEW fans were tweeting. Huh? That Juice, I was going to say Juice. Fuck. That Juice, Juice Robinson <laughs> is better than L.A. Knight at, on the mic and in the ring. Dude. AEW fans are worse than WWE fans. They oh, my God. Oh, they're delusional as fuck. If you think Juice Robinson is better than LA Knight, you gotta fucking do something, bro, because... You help. LA, bro... <sighs> you checked, bro. Like, what kind of shit are you thinking, bro? I need you yeah. guys to understand, right now... June 26, 2023, L.A. Knight is one of the most over guys in that company. Bro, that man, that man, on June 26th, L.A. Knight is more over than Cody Rhodes. Literally. That is insane. That is an insane fact. And you guys have the nerve to say that Juice Robinson is better than L.A. Knight. That man isn't even top over in his company. That guy isn't top over on Collision. No, he's, he's not, not even the most top over guy in his group. 
dude sucks. His voice is annoying. He's a semi-decent promo. And he's fucking just generically good in the ring. Dude offers nothing to this fucking show. And people think he's better than LA Knight. AEW fans are delusional, man. They really are, man. Better but than LA Knight. <laughs> they oh, fucking fuck. are. Yep. Yeah, wow. same way about fucking Jarrett. So, you know, these fans. Thank God he's not on the show tonight, actually. I just thought about that. Thank God. It's yeah. it's actually such a nice break, getting a break from that fucking group. Dude, it seems like he's on everything. Literally. Fucking hell. But, um... LA yeah, Knight. Not... Oh, fuck. I feel like it might be Juice that, you know, goes to the finals. But, um, it could also very well be Ricky Starks, you know. Or maybe that's where... They actually, you know, go full heel with CM Punk and, you know, you know, Ricky Stark might try to be, you know, friendly competition, but, you know, Punk ain't happening. He's acting like a dickhead. Um, I could see that, man. I think that could be a, I, I think it would be a way better fucking path than Juice Robinson, so. But they like Juice. He's in a group that people like for some reason. So, I, I. I, I don't like Bullet Club Gold, man, and I don't like Rick, uh, not Ricky Starks, um, Juice, Juice Robinson, I really don't. But I feel like that's how it's gonna end, man. I feel like it is, and it's just lame to me. It really is, man, but CM Punk vs. Kojima, man, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, but, um, at the end of the day, it was CM Punk vs. Kojima, so it was as good as it could have been. So, um... At the end of the day, it happened. So, you know what? Being hmm. that where they all are in their careers right now, QTV just added a new member. So, maybe that would piss Hobbs off and make him leave the group. Hook hmm. is now solidified as a babyface. He's going to be taking the babyface role from now on. Ricky starts as a baby face. So maybe you have CM Punk and FTR, you know, CM FTR turn on Ricky Starks and then Ricky Starks can call upon his, his old buddies. Yeah. That'd actually be really cool, man. I would like that. I would like that group, man. I really would. I think that could work really well together, man. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, for sure. So that was the match with CM Punk and Katoshi. Uh, Satoshi Kojima and in the next match Zack Sabre Jr. Daniel Garcia Katsuyori Shibata and Borge Cassidy for the AEW International Championship and sadly apparently in the media scrum that man Danielson is, is praising Orange Cassidy man I don't get it. I genuinely don't understand it. Where, Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson was praising, is praising Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy? Oh, he is, man, and I, I don't understand why people care for this dude. He is planned as fuck. Like, uh, I don't get it. <sighs> Do you know what Danielson said about him? I do not. I, do not. Oh, I gotta watch that. Because that man 
today has been christened a new nickname for me. Borange. I swear to God. So. Borange. This match was really good. Yeah. And it really sucks how the creative was thought out for this match. Fucking Daniel Garcia comes out doing that fucking dance. That's fucking always gets a pop. Um, that shit is hilarious. I love that shit. What the fuck is that dance, bro? That shit is fucking great. <laughs> Does it in his fucking uh, render too? It's hilarious. Dude, I love match card render because it's just him doing that fucking dance. What the fuck is that dance, bro? That shit yeah. is great. What is it called? The um, like the live match card. Yeah, he's just, I, they should have done that where he's just doing the fucking dance. Fucking Zack Saber Jr. was working the hand of uh, of OC Borange during this match. Uh, Daniel Garcia, dude, Daniel Garcia took a fucking beating from Shibata in this match, bro. He's getting whooped. He really was, bro. He really was. He Shibata was kicking the shit out of him. Punching him, fucking kicking him, chopping him. Yeah, it was, yeah. He he took an ass whooping. Dude, there was a spot where Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. took turns uh, hitting Daniel Garcia. And this man was just hitting that fucking dance after every strike, bro. It was hilarious. It was fucking hilarious, bro. It's just hilarious, dog. So, uh, Orange Cassidy, <sighs> Daniel Garcia was getting some, uh, getting some offense in and Orange Cassidy comes up from behind him and rolls him up to win this match. Like, the fact that he's just like, uh, the thing I don't get is damn near every time he wins a big match, he, he steals it. You know, he just comes in and just wins. But he's like a super fucking baby face. So, like, how are you a super fucking baby face but just fucking doing heel shit to win every match? Uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, and I just genuinely don't understand uh, the Orange Cassidy hype and care and fucking intrigue, man. This, dude, everybody fucking thinks this run is amazing, and I just, I, I just want it to end. I wanted it to end when it, when, it, when it fucking started, let alone now. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm not an Orange Cassidy guy. I'm really not. Um, and I just can't wait for someone to finally beat this man. Um, because I will say, this man won, has won so fucking much, whoever does beat him will look pretty good. So, there's one positive I, I could give to that fucking guy, but I just can't wait yeah. for someone to come along and then just beat him and end this reign and just be an interesting champion and not carry the fucking title in a book bag 
out to the fucking ring. It would be nice to see the title in an entrance. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. That would be pretty nice, man. And I just do not understand how you have uh, OC here, who is, like Sir K said, supposed to be being built up as this guy, you know, who's a super baby face and he's the workhorse and he, uh, you know, he's, he's the workhorse and, and he just, you know, he's been racking up all these wins yet. You have him win by roll up. Right. I don't know. That just, that didn't sit well with me at all. I didn't like that ending to this match at all. I thought, you know, I, I thought, you know, if you were going to have Orange win, and especially if you were going to have him pin somebody like Daniel Garcia, you know, da- Daniel could have taken the loss. I mean, what what does it fucking matter? I mean, what has he done recently anyway? You exactly. Know? Like, I don't get it. The Shida after the match confused the fuck out of me, too. Yeah, and then after the match, there uh, Daniel wasn't in the ring, but Shibata... Is in the ring with the pure title. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is in there with the New Japan Strong television title. And uh, Borange is in the fucking ring with the the Atlantic title. Or the fucking international title. Intercontinental title. Whatever the hell it's called. And they're just staring at each other with their belts. Like, what do you guys want to fucking put them up on the line now? Like, the match is already done. That's what they were acting like, bro. They were like... They were basically saying, like, yeah, let's run it back, let's run it back. And then they all just walked away. Like, bro, what? I thought they were going to run it back for all the titles on the line. I was going to say, why weren't they on the line at that point in the first place? But they didn't even do that. They all literally were just hyping each other up to do another match and just fucking walked away. It just, that, that encompasses everything I don't like about Orange Cassidy and his reign. It just... Uh, this shit is just weird, man. For real. For real. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just... Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. We all know Shibata had problems with his head. You know, because of them fucking headbutts. We all know, everybody knows about the Shibata headbutt. Dude, when Zack Sabre Jr. did that spot where he like... He like you know, puts his ankles on the side of your, uh, on the side of your neck. And then he like twists. Oh, dude. Brutal. I love that fucking spot, but God, it made me cringe doing that to Shibata. I was like, ugh, bro. That shit was fucked. I loved it. I mean, Jack Sabre Jr. in that match was easily the highlight. That man was Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Zach is fantastic, bro. Zach is fantastic. Um Yeah, he he's tremendous, bro. He really is. Um easily easily one of the easily one of the top 3 technical wrestlers on the planet, no question. But yes, Zach Zach was fantastic in this match, man. And then that spot where he was just yanking fucking Orange's hand back. Oh, god. And you know Orange has been working Working that hand. He's been working that that right hand's been injured, dude. When he bent it backwards and just started yanking on it, I was like, oh, bro. Yeah, that was... Yeah, he was kicking ass. He was kicking ass in this match for sure, man. But, yeah, Orange Mm -hmm. Cassidy, man. Orange 
Borange Cassidy and Plain Jane retain. Um, um, he, he retains in 11 minutes and 15 seconds via roll-up. Goth fucking leave. Next, AEW, before we get to the next match, AEW announce that this, they said summer, but it's really going into fall. This August, on, let me get those dates exact for you guys. Okay, so this August... In September, on Wednesday, August 30th, and Friday, September 1st, they will be in the Now Arena for Dynamite and Rampage. And Saturday, August 2nd, uh, September 2nd, they will be in the UC, the United Center for AEW Collision and on Sunday, September 3rd, they will be in the motherfucking United Center for All Out. Look at that, man. Look at that. I although I'm gonna say, bruh, I don't know why they've been disrespecting Dynamite so much. That's your fucking main show. I hate to break it to fucking TK and CM Punk. That's the main show in AEW. Why are you putting that one in the now arena? I don't know if it's fucking just impossible to get the United Center for Wednesdays. Apparently it is. Okay. But, um, good to see that, um, at least one of the fucking weekly shows in the United Center. And thank God that fucking pay-per-view is. Yes, 100%. 100%. So, I have a theory about this. Okay. Dynamite is the elite show. Mm. The elite what the Sears Center. don't really have ties to the UC like Punk does. I mean in AEW, you can't talk about you can't talk about CM Punk's debut without talking about the United Center, right? Yeah. You can't talk about the start of AEW you can't talk about the elite's career without mentioning the Sears Center or the Now Arena. So I think they put those two at the Now Arena because those... I also think he wanted to do it to keep their tradition a little bit alive in terms of, like, at least they went there that week, you know? But... I could I could see that. I could I could see that being the reason. I could see that being a reason why uh Punk uh, or why um they put the Now Arena for Dynamite and Rampage is cuz I I feel like the Elite will be there and you know, the arena's synonymous with them and I feel like Tony Khan just wanted to like at least make a stop there. Um so yeah, that that's my theory. Yeah, I understand. That's probably true, man. It's probably true, but I don't know, man. The now arena is just that fucking rundown piece of shit. <laughs> just... Fucking 
I don't even know why they didn't name it the fucking arena, but Sears should have fucking never went out of business. Good lord, man. But, um, yeah, man, so, I mean, you know, all out say a week after all in, dog. I don't know, we're gonna have to see how it looks. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's so 50-50. I think it's either gonna be pretty solid or just fucking complete dog scraps. And I hope yeah. it's not dog scraps, man, but Tony Khan, man, you never fucking know, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. So, yeah. Um, also, maybe a reason, dude, the Elite, it's going to be, it's probably going to be so weird for them being back at the fucking Now Arena because, because uh, the last time they were there was... Uh, for that, uh, the last time they were at the Now Arena was when they uh, got in a brawl out. So, exactly. yeah, that's yeah. probably uh, that's probably going to be a funny homecoming for them. And then also, uh, I could see Tony Khan wanting to do, wanting to do this for a fresh start for All Out. That is true. That is true. I can see that getting a whole new first start. You know, got to deal with that thing. Like elite and then Halloween when they walk into that locker room where that brawl happened, that shit's so funny they gotta put that shit on BT. Dude, they have to. They, they have, have to. to. I, I have to see the room. I have to. I have to see the room where it all went down. There needs to be a segment where like Matt Jackson like fucking kicks kicks in a door and it's just the elite all in there and he's like, Oh Literally. it's you guys <laughs> bro. He's like wait, yeah, why do why do I feel deja vu? Bro, it needs Bro, to happen. Uh, say one of them actually like pulls a chair or like kicks it across the room. Oh just, my god! Yeah, it kind of reminds me of something, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude, this would be great, man. So I understand that. I expect. Yeah. Well, the next match is Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Versus the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Sonata. Dude, I was re-watching Rampage. Mm-hmm. And Excalibur said it, like, perfectly. I could not fucking think of who Sonata reminded me of. Dude, him in that suit with those sunglasses, he looks just like Antonio Inoki. Oh, man, he does. That's crazy. Dude. Sunglasses, the suit. Yes. Just like him, bro. Just like him. So, Sonata, uh, Hook actually comes out first with uh, Jungle Boy. uh, Or, no, no. Jungle Boy comes out with Hook, rather. And fucking Sonata comes out, but he's not alone. Oh, no, 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 no. Fucking goat with him. He's got fucking dookie. Dookie. Let's fucking go, dude. And then he's going. He's got fucking dookie with him, bruh. This man, dookie, was in the building. For forbidden door. Fucking loser ass, fucking Toronto. Dude, you, 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 you guys need to thank that man for what he did on Rampage two days ago, bro. He better be at all out, man. I don't give a fuck how. I need to see Dookie. I need Dookie. 
if Dookie's there, he might have just sold a ticket. Yeah, he might have, bro. He might have. I need to see Dookie in that fucking in that in that city, dog. I need to see him that week at some point, dude. I need to see it. So he comes out with the goat, Dookie. Jungle Boy, <clears throat> Jungle Boy and Sonata put on a really, really, really good match here. They put on a really good match. Um, this match was one of the only matches that had uh, red shoes, uh, the New Japan refs out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why the IWGP uh, United States Championship match didn't have one, but it's true. beats Could- me. Didn't the match also have the New Japan rules? Yes. Yeah, it's weird why they didn't have that ref, man. It's weird, but... um... I don't know, man. I don't know. But, yes, these guys put on a really, really good match. But, dude, we talked about... uh, Me and you talked about this on Twitter. We talked about MJF and and Tana could have got another 10 minutes... Dude, this match could have got another 15. It's just fucking, it was just starting and it fucking just, yeah. just ended abruptly. No, that was an abrupt ass ending, bro. Like, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%, man. It just, it felt really abrupt, man. It's like they didn't, they didn't even get into, like, they didn't even get into fucking second gear either. And and Sonata hit his moonsault, and I don't know if it felt so abrupt because the New Japan refs tempt to count a little slower. They probably do because they're all old as shit. But fucking, it was a. It felt like a slow count, and Jack Perry was just done. And I was just yeah. like, this match went ten minutes and forty five seconds. This could have easily. Went 20 to 25 minutes. Easily, man. Uh, Fucking easily. I mean, that shit was too short, man. That shit was, man. But it wasn't bad for the time they were given, man. Jack Perry and Sonata did great for what they were given, man. And the aftermath of this match, I did not expect Mm. it. I knew it was going to happen. I was saying I thought it was going to happen. But I didn't think it was going to fucking happen today. (laughs) Dude, so after the match, Sonata and Goat, Dookie, left. They left uh, the <clears throat> they left the ringside area. Hook then jumps in the ring, picks up Jack Perry, and they are walking out of the arena. They cut to the commentator, so I was like, oh, okay, he's not going to turn on him. Dude, they cut back, and Hook raises Jack's hand, and Jack Perry fucking clotheslines Hook, and officially turns heel. He then walks down the ramp, starts doing this, and singing his theme song, and he's like mocking the crowd. He's looking all pissed off at the crowd. Bro, Taz fucking sold this so well on commentary tremendous commentary work by Taz tremendous that shit was he bro he was so pissed come on he what did he say like 
he's done or he's finished or something. So, so right as he hit him, Taz Taz just starts losing his mind. He's like, he's like, what the hell are you doing, Jack? What the hell are you doing? So, um, they pan back to the commentary team. Well, Jungle Boy then walks over to the FTW title, picks it up, throws it at Hook. Then they pan back to Taz, and the crowd is chanting Taz. And 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 Taz and Taz says uh, Taz just looks into the camera and he says there there's uh, there's no need to chant my name. He said because uh, he he said uh, he said um I don't I don't I don't I don't really want to get into this but I cannot believe what I just saw and then he said Jack Perry you're a dead man yep man oh man it, it was heat man after left. after this Taz left the commentary booth that was awesome man I mean it sucked not having him on commentary mm-hmm. anymore. Cause they had that commentary team, <laughs> man. They needed to. But um, storyline wise, man, that was fucking amazing. Um, and just amazing self of all those guys, man. I love the way they did that shit. And I thought I was really good, man. I did not expect the Jack Perry heel turn tonight, but we got it, man. And it's awesome, man. I can't wait to see Christian reaction to this, man. You know, I mean, that asshole. Dude, oh man, he's getting that shit up, man. I cannot and... wait to talk about his promo tomorrow. Oh my fucking dude! God. I fucking <laughs> love Christian Cage, bro. Dude, I want that man to face Punk so goddamn bad. Oh, bro. that's no, it's a that's a dream, bro. That's a fucking dream in this damn company, man. But I can't wait to see his reaction to this, man, because he was right. Jack Perry's a piece of shit. She, he told dude. his parents, you know, raised a piece of shit, and apparently they did, man. He snapped, and he's healed, man, and I can't wait to see how it goes, man. And I'm curious with this um, solidified babyface hook, man. I'm interested. Fucking Christian, bro. Uh, I just need, I just need those two to feud again, and I need, I need Christian to talk about his dad one more time, bro. Yeah. If you need one more time, man. Yeah. Jungle Boy has a father, and your father's dead, bro. Fucking Christian, bro. That man is you fucked see, up, uh, bro. Really, that man really is. That shit is hilarious, dude. I want him to face so many people just for the promos alone. Man. I swear to God. But did you see Jungle Boy's tweet? Mm-mm. Fucking banging house and. Tweeted about like hook to hook that like he would never done that. He's Danhausen tweeted hook. Danhausen would never do what jangled man Jack Jerry did. Okay, and then fucking Jungle Boy quotes tweeted and said what? Have a good match? Question mark. Fuck you. So this man about to go crazy, dude. Jack Perry, Jack Perry as a, as a, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't too sure about this going into it. I really wasn't. Um, I mean, I believe me and you had a conversation about this on Friday's episode, but I just wasn't sure. But I mean, if he's going to be doing stuff like that, 
this man may prove me wrong. Not that I doubted him, but because he's a, I'm, I'm always, I'm always on here telling you guys the Jack Perry hate needs to stop because it does. <laughs> but man, I just wasn't sure about a heel run for him. But dude, I, wait, dog. I think he's gonna find his um on the mic call name as a heel. <sighs> dude, I, dude, yeah, and I just love. I love how his hunger and his just obsession for a championship is, uh, it it just got to his head, just got to his head. And I love how it's playing into his relationships on TV with, you know, guys like hook and, and then stuff like that. Um, but I, I just love, I, I love the story with all of the four pillars. They've really done a tremendous job. Like, uh, even though some of some of the shit may have been unplanned, like uh, turning Sammy Guevara into that TNT champion heel that we all hated, and but I mean the shit played into the story he's going through now. You know, uh, it all played into that, and then with 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 Jack Perry, bro, just like his hunger uh, and his just disdain for sitting around doing nothing like he did last year. And, uh, and then, you know, to come to this year and, and his goal was to become a, a world champion. And, and now it's like, he still hasn't done it and it's gotten so much to, it's gotten so like his, his ego's gotten so filled up and he's gotten so frustrated with it. He, he just, he's done. And he, and he turned on a man he called his best friend. Exactly, man. I Crazy. I love it. I can't wait to see where it goes, man. How would you feel about these guys getting back together? Jungle Boy, Lucha, Soros, and Christian. I think they might temporarily, man. I really think they might. And then, I don't don't think, you know, Christian will ever turn back babyface. I really don't. I hope not. Um, I really hope not. I think Lucha Soros can. I could still even think he could keep his look that he has now as a baby face. I think that could end up working. But um, I think he's just going to turn on them in general because heel versus heel can work, definitely. And I think in a case like this where it's a very, you know, personalized story, I think it could really work, man. So I, I think they might put them back together for a little bit. I really think they might. Or what if this is just, this is the thing that scares me. What if Jungle Boy is just doing this to get to Christian Cage and Luchasaurus? I could see that. And I could th- definitely see that. And the thing that scares me about that is I would hate for Jungle Boy for this to absolutely be gold and then him have mm. to go right back to a baby face. Exactly, man. If if they go down that path, he's he's got to not, you know, be a, uh, you know, if he does, you know, kind of just do this to get to them, he can't be good boy Jack anymore. He's He could be a face. He just has to, you know, he's got to be willing to do what it takes. You know what I mean? He's got to be got to be rough around the edge, man. He's got to be CM Punk, man. He's He could be a good guy, but, you know, also a dick at the same time because look at CM Punk, man. So... I hope it doesn't do that, but I feel like it might be a version of that. 
But um, I just hope he, he stays an asshole for a while after this, because now they have to keep him an asshole for a while. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I could see, I could see, <coughs> I could see that. I could see Jack turning on Christian and Luchasaurus, but not turning on the crowd. You know, yeah. so so he still dislikes the audience, but he just turned on them, type thing. Uh, kind of how Chicago Phil is, but instead he turns on the audience. And he doesn't turn on his opponents in the ring because all of his opponents in the ring are guys that he's cool with in real life. You know, you know, good old fucking good old Chicago film man, the toughest guy in the mic, but only work with people that he's friends with. And he talked shit about the elite for only working with people they're friends with. But um hey man, that's just how Chicago Phil rolls, man. He's hypocrite Phil, right? Okay. Yeah, man. I don't know how much that you guys talk, man. But, uh, but um, I'm down for this, you know, Jungle Boy. You know, he'll turn, man. I hope it doesn't turn out. You know, they kind of just you know, flip it around and shit, man. And I hope they stick with it because I feel like he could really work as heel. Especially, he obviously did learn from Christian as heel. Obviously, that one tweet that he sent out so far is an example of that. So I I just hope he continues that shit, man. I really does. I re- I really do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's almost funny because those words that Christian spoke uh, are almost kind of coming true. Remember for Double or Nothing when Christian said that he stands by that Jack Perry is the the best out of the four pillars, but he just needs to get his head out of his ass. I mean, I think to Christian Cage, I think that's getting his head out of his ass, man. So, I can't wait. Definitely, bro. Definitely. And it's going to be interesting to see. I just hope they take the best route with this. And and Jack, and Jack and it's all for uh, the development of Jack Perry. So, great, uh, great, great, great heel turn. And, and uh, what well, was a pretty good match. I just thought it could have definitely went another 10, 15 minutes. So. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. And the next match. Holy shit. Holy shit. Dude. The Blackpool Combat Club. Shota Umino and Kanosuke Takeshita versus the Elite, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Bro. It was heat, dog. This match fucking slapped. Bro. I also want you guys to know. Do not be surprised if we get some more, uh, if we get some more, uh, backstage environment at Forbidden Door News. Because you know these boys are going to be held under a microscope when they're all at the same building. Oh, you, you, but they put CM Punk and Kenny Omega on opposite sides of the building and all that type of shit. Like, the fuck? What? Dude, I'm... Dude, I'm just glad we know the superstar that walked out of Dynamite in a bad mood. Man, it's a goat, bro. Man, it's a fucking goat. I'm, just, Literally. I'm glad we just figured it out, man. And man, Melter Dog. Every fucking day. If, it, if it's a Wednesday, Saturday, or a pay-per-view Sunday night, there's some type of something going on backstage, apparently. These people are kept away from each other. Somebody leaves pissed off. 
fucking CM Punk is just being an asshole or something backstage, fucking the elite or fucking robbing people backstage. I don't know what's next, man. But, um, who knows what fucking with wrestling news, man, but fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad we found out who it was, man. Did, do, do you know oh, who it I is? Know. Oh, I do, man. It is the GOAT, man. He said it on Saturday. <laughs> fucking Christian, man. Dude, when he fucking said that, bro, oh, God, that popped me so hard. I was like, this fucking guy. I, I'm glad we found out who it is, man. That's That's all I got to say. But, as for this match, banger. Fucking banger. Dude, absolutely incredible. This match was so fucking good. Dude, Takeshita, I I don't know if he was selling his ass off or if that man was, like, briefly knocked out. He fucking elbowed. Takeshita elbowed Ishii, bro. His elbows were crazy tonight, bro. Not even just fucking Ishii. Dude, he was giving them elbows to everybody. Dude, that man was popping the fuck off, bro. This man, Takeshita, bro, this makes me excited for Takeshita versus Lockport Phil. Dude, that shit's going to be heat, man. He is going to beat the fuck out of Lockport Phil, man. That shit is going to be hilarious. But, dude, Takeshita was going nuts. Bless you. Uh, Takeshita was going nuts, man. That shit was heat. Um, everybody was bringing their A-game, man. The storytelling alone from Mox and Kingston, tenfold. Amazing. That shit, you love to see, man. You really do. Um, even though, in the entrance, man, Moxley and in the BCC came out to, you know, his New Japan theme, Death Rider. Song's ass, in my opinion, for at least for the whole group. And, like, you know, it might work in New Japan, but, like, in AEW, the crowd's gonna sing that shit in a wild thing. He comes through the crowd, everybody gets hype as fuck. That entrance was lame as shit, man. I'm sorry, I don't like that theme song. Not in AEW, man. But, um, I understand why they used it, but don't ever use that again, man, because Wild Thing is a million times fucking better. But, um, other than that, man, awesome, awesome match, man. It was the match of the night for me, up until, you know, I think the obvious match of the night for most everybody. But, um, dude, it was fucking amazing. Like I said, the storytelling between Mox and Eddie, and then fucking, you know, uh, Takeshita in the match, and it, it was just, it was just an amazing match, man. It really was, through and through. A top tier fucking match, man. I love what they did here. No question. <clears throat> no question. Um. <clears throat> yeah, they, dude. Yeah, the storytelling with uh, the storytelling with Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston after the match, how he was on the outside of the ring, just like flipping out because he had to, you know, inflict pain on somebody that he loves. Uh, tremendous, absolutely tremendous. And then. <clears throat> Um, everybody, literally everybody in this match, man, uh, Hangman and the Bucks always showed out, bro. Um, yeah, this match ended, uh, not by the Elite, 
but by uh, Ishii pinning Yuta. So the Elite still haven't got that victory yet, even though they did get that victory. Uh, Technically, they didn't beat the BCC yet. It was fucking Ishii, which is hilarious. Yeah, the stone pit bull. Hey, that man, that man was pretty stone, man. That man, dude, I mean this in the best way possible. That man's walk is fucking hilarious. Like, he's like Kurt with like having no neck. Or I think his like neck's gotta be like infused with his fucking spine or something. Because the way that man walks is fucking hilarious. No, I definitely agree with you on that one, bro. It is hilarious watching him walk. Bro, it's just all the shoulders, man. It's just funny as fuck, man. Yeah, but he's a damn good wrestler, bro. He is, man. For with those with those old New Japan guys, it's a fifty-fifty. Either if they're fucking uh, Kojima or they're fucking, you know, um, Ishii, man. I thought he did really good tonight. Yeah, dude. Yeah, some of those New Japan guys, bro. They fucking get better with age. It's insane. Like Suzuki, man. That man. That man is not only hilarious, but that man still got it. Yeah, and the thing is, too, it's crazy because, like, these guys, like, these older guys in WWE who don't wrestle that style fucking suck half the time. Meanwhile, these New Japan guys who've been wrestling strong style for, like, 30 years can still go. It's insane. Like,. None of them have functional knees anymore. Like, no one in New Japan has any functional knees, man. And they all still go crazy. Yeah. And you got fucking those WWE gold guys, like, and they just fucking just stumble around a whole match. <laughs> and that, dude, I will never fucking forget that fucking AJ Norton match. I will never forget oh, that match. Oh, my fucking God. The whole match was them just stumbling and punching. The entire match. It was the best part for me was just like looking at you. Like I remember we got done devouring like fucking forty wings, and the match was like still going like fucking fifteen minutes after we were done eating. And I remember just looking at you and being like, "Is it just me or is this match long as fuck?" <laughs> Turns out the match was literally 45 minutes of them just walking around and punching. It's gotta be one of the... I, I genuinely will never forget that match for how fucking boring and long it was. Oh, man. <sighs> Golly. Golly. Better, man. Yes, damn. but this was very, very good. I enjoyed this match a lot. Like I said, Ishii... Uh, pin Wheeler Yuta to pick up the victory, man, and that was that was it, man. It was it was a damn good match, though, man. It was it was very good. It, it was it it was a banger of all bangers. This was the match of the night until exactly another match certain, came on. It was, man. It was, but it was really amazing, man. I loved it. Yeah. So the next match was Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Um, it was, it was a good match. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a really good match. It's it's very nice to see AEW finally putting some stock into other women, 
Exactly. Like it's, it's really, really nice. it's really nice to see Sky Blue go from being just like a fucking jobber that just comes in for their Chicago shows to to somebody who AEW actually puts a little bit of thought and care into. And same here with Willow. Willow just was coming in as some chick from ROH, some chick from the Indies, and now she's actually a staple on AEW television. Uh, they still got a lot of women that they don't showcase, but it's a step in the yep. right direction. So, exactly, exactly. Tony Storm comes out with Ruby Soho and the returning. Uh, Soraya, throw up them L's. No. Nice, dude. Oh, the group was, was actually... They, they, were, they were watchable. And then Soraya came back. Yeah. She came back and uh, just... When, Sor- back, right? when Soraya's there, the annoyance meter just goes up like 10. Dude, they try so hard, man. Yeah. Going up to almost 24 7. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And and that's the thing, too, is like when, when it was just Tony and Ruby, I actually like don't mind their heel work. Like hearing Tony on the mic, like in, in the little promo package before the match, it wasn't bad. She was just talking about how, you know, Willow's the average person and she cares about people and Tony doesn't care about anyone. Um, all she cares about is the women's championship. So it's like, like her heel work isn't bad at all, but man, like when you get Soraya in that mix, dude, the annoyance, uh, behind the group just gets turned up like a hundred percent, man. This shit's skyrockets, man. It's all fucking L's and spray paint and shit. It's like, dude, just act like a fucking person. Definitely, bro. So this match, uh, oh. Also, that uh, elite, ver- uh, the elite versus Blackpool Combat Club match went uh, 21 minutes and 25 seconds. So that was that. Um, but yes, this match was uh, the outcasts got kicked out. The freelancers were kicked out uh, early on in the match. They were kicked out early on in the match, left for Tony to uh, fend for herself. She ended up. Winning this match by gouging out Willow's eyes and hitting her with the Storm Zero and retaining the championship. I, When Tony got out of the ring that fast, when Tony got out of the ring that fast, I thought we were going to have Willow sitting in the middle of the ring and have her getting a standing ovation. And I thought we were going to see some sort of Mercedes Monet, uh, whether she was involved or whether she put in a video package or something. I...
Okay, guys. Apologize for the technical difficulty there. Um, yes, but uh, do you remember what you were saying, Sir K? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about during this match, man. Sucks the match we didn't get. You know, Mercedes versus Jamie Hater, man. But the match we got wasn't bad at all, man. And that's good to see. No. Yeah. Uh yeah, it wasn't 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 bad at all. Wasn't bad at all for sure. Um Yeah, and it was it was it was a pretty good pretty good substitute. I would have liked if they would have actually got somebody from the New Japan women's division, like Kyrie or something to to, to do this. But exactly. Yeah. Um Uh but yeah, man. So this was that match. Uh and this was that match. Uh, and next up, bro. My dog. Ooh. Kenny Omega versus Will, well, versus Will Ospreay and Don Callis. Don Callis was in Will Ospreay's corner for this match. This man, Don, mm. was getting booed out of the building in Canada, which made it all that much more funny. Um yeah, that man was that man was getting booed out of the fucking building, bro, and it was absolutely hilarious to see. Uh but Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Holy shit. Can you say match of the night? Literally, man. Holy fuck. Damn, that shit was good, man. That shit was so fucking good. Dude, absolutely fan fucking tastic, bro. Fantastic. Um, Will Osprey. Well, Will Osprey. First of all, he comes out with uh, his military grade security, which are literally AEW security guards that we usually see sitting ringside. But I digress. So they come out with these face masks, like they're fucking Bane. Literally. Uh, Don Callis, Don Callis comes out with him, bro. Kenny Omega goes out there. Oh, also Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale, 10 minutes and 30 seconds for the record. Uh, these guys, these guys, bro, proceeded to go out there and give us an absolute masterclass of a IWGP United States heavyweight championship match, bro. Golly, this was fucking fantastic. This shit was pure flames, man. That whole match was fu- it was just amazing, man. It was amazing from the from the reference spots to the shit they didn't first match, like the you know the head stomping and shit, and just the brutality of it was just amazing, man. Dude, when they recreated that spot where Will Osprey was banging his fucking head on the table, bro. That shit was- Fire dog, dude. Oh man, yeah, nuts, absolutely fucking nuts, bro. Um, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, um, was like I said, Will Osprey. They recreated the spot from Wrestle Kingdom where he was betting, where he was banging his head into the table, but instead he was banging his head uh, on the announcer table. Uh, he was doing the same thing to Kenny, 
Kenny gets busted open. Then he takes the cover off the Forbidden Door logo cover table thing. He takes it off and fucking throws Kenny's head on it again. He then goes around. Uh, then there was there was another spot where where Kenny um, Kenny did the same thing to him. He started banging Will's head on the steel steps. And throughout the whole rest of the night, you could see Will's blood on the side of the steel steps. Hell yeah, bro. Just smeared on it. And shit was fucking awesome. This man, Will Ospreay, was sick as hell, bro. He had fucking Kenny's blood on his bicep and started licking it. Dude. That shit was crazy. Dude. It was nuts, bro. It was nuts. It was a fucking banger. Kenny actually then picked Will up onto the steel steps and DDT'd him. Bro. Oh, man. Insane, dog. Then there was a spot in this match where (coughs) Will did some sort of... Will did some sort of... um, He did some sort of... uh, inverted tiger driver and dropped Kenny right on his fucking fucking head. Bro. It was brutal, man. That shit was insane. It really was, man. It was rough, bro. It was really rough. It was was very, very, very brutal. Um, uh, Kenny, Kenny was actually about to uh, pick up the victory. He hit him with a V trigger. Then Don uh, grabbed Will's hand so Kenny wouldn't put him, uh, pick him up for one winged angel position. We, uh, Don, the ref came over there to break up him and Don's uh, grip. And Don, while the ref had his back turned, handed Will a screwdriver. He picks Will up for the one winged angel, gets stabbed with the fucking screwdriver. He gets stabbed with the screwdriver. Osprey then hits him with, uh, I believe it's called the Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. This man, Kenny, got his fucking foot on the rope, and the crowd fucking lost their shit. Will Ospreay then hits Kenny Omega with a V-trigger and a one-winged angel. This man, Kenny, kicks out at one. It he kicks crazy. out at one from the one-winged angel, bro. Nobody's ever kicked out of a one-winged angel, man. And Kenny is the only one to ever do it. He kick, kick out of his own move and fucking won. That man is insane. Dude. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane, bro. Um, so, um, as Kenny is uh, tra- starting to make his comeback, uh, Will Ospreay... Uh, Will Ospreay hit him with uh, a Stormbreaker, uh, or no, two hidden blades, and a Stormbreaker, and 39 minutes and 45 seconds later, Will Ospreay is your new IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion after a fucking banger of a match. Bad shit. That shit was heat, man. Easily, easily match of the night. And it is very possibly for most people, for a lot of people, after tonight, on their list for match of the year, man. Up there with their last match, man. 
shit was fire. Um, and it was just amazing, man. Amazing match, amazing brutality, awesome spots. It delivered on all fronts, man. It really did. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, Will Ospreay defeats Kenny Omega to earn back the United States Championship in a just absolute banger for the decades, bruh. Golly, this was nuts. This shit was insane, man. Loved it through and through, man. It was an amazing fucking match. Absolutely incredible, man. Absolutely incredible from these two guys. Uh, who was this better than their match at Wrestle Kingdom? Only real. I was unconscious watching their match at Wrestle Kingdom. Your boy was dead tired during this shit. Ain't gonna lie. I don't remember much from the match watching it live, man. So I'm gonna just say an easy answer and go this one. But I think from what I remember, their Wrestle Kingdom match got, you know, to pace a little faster. But um, I don't remember much from it because I was fucking tired as fuck. So I'm just, I'm just giving it what I only really, you know, no, for sure. I'm gonna just say this one. Okay. Um, man, that's tough, bro. That's tough. I. Whew. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if this was better than than the Wrestle Kingdom. It was pretty fucking close. But I love. I love how this is playing out. How the first match happened in both of these guys' uh, adopted homes, if you will, in Japan. The second match happens in Canada. And I think the rubber match, the third match to complete the trilogy, I think it's going to happen in in Will's house. I think it's going to happen in London, Mm -hmm. man. So That's a go nuts, man. It really is. But man, uh, yeah. As for this match, dude. As for this match being, uh, as for this match being, uh, as for this match being better than their match at Wrestle Kingdom, I I want to say no, but it was pretty fucking close. And not to say anything bad about this match, because this was, because both of these matches. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, is between WWE. And AEW and New Japan, dude, they're making this fucking match of the year. Uh, they're making this match of the year, uh, match of the year contenders and nominees, uh, really fucking hard this year, man. Yeah, they really that list is that shit's gonna be a bitch to make, man. Every, from moment to match, dude, fucking the year end awards are gonna be fucking tough this fucking. We thought it was tough last year. It's really going to be tough this year, man. Because it's like, like, sh- like, sure, match of the year would go to Kenny and, and Osprey, but there's some matches I like a little better, and there's some mm-hmm. matches that I feel had a s- little bit. Not that this match didn't have any story, because I love their story, but there may- there's some matches with stories that I just liked a little bit more going into them. Mm-hmm. And it, they're just making it really fucking tough this year. It's gonna be hard, bro. But I'm telling you guys right now, man. I know it's I know it's six months away, 
but but Kenny and Osprey from from Wrestle Kingdom and and she mean shit even tonight. They're up there for me, bro. They're up there for mm-hmm. me. Um, it's it's tough. It's gonna be really tough, man. It really is gonna be, man. It's it's gonna be insane, man. Especially with all incoming. Oh man, that shit's gonna go crazy, man. But Kenny and Osprey too was an absolute fucking banger. Match of the night, easily. Yeah. Sad, oh yeah. Sadly, should have. In retrospectively, it should have main evented to see how that main event went. But um. Yeah, man, great, amazing fucking match, man. 100%, man, 100%. This was match of the night, bar none. And this was a banger for the decades. Like I said, this was fucking incredible from these two, man. All right, man. The next match is Le Suzuki Gods. Versus, I actually really like this. I think Kevin, Kevin Kelly said this on commentary. Los Stinger Nobles de Japón. Oh, hell yeah. Um, he did say that shit. This heat. That's pretty fucking sick, man. Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naito. Dude, it was so sick seeing Naito. I haven't watched a Naito match in a minute. And my God, that was fucking sick. Um, I swear to God. Yeah, he had a great performance. <clears throat> These guys had a hard task following uh, Osprey and Omega, and they did a pretty good job. They did a pretty, nice. they did a pretty good job, if I do say so myself. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Nido, <clears throat> golly, uh, Jericho came out with Sammy. Rather, uh, Jericho came out with Sammy and they didn't really seem like they had much problems at all. They just kind of fist bumped each other. Sammy, there wasn't even really a lot of like tension between them in this match, to be honest. No, the only spot where there was tension is when, um, Jericho made fucking, uh, what's that? Guevara, you know, do that table spot. That was literally like the only point at that match where they were like kind of in contention but even then he kind of he just did it anyway so yeah so dude i told you this before we came on here bro seeing fucking suzuki do that fucking list sex gods pose dude hilarious that man's jim that man suzuki is fucking hilarious doing that shit bro this shit was fucking amazing there was a spot that scared the living shit out of me. Sting had in the Scorpion Deathlock on uh, Jericho. Semi Guevara came in from the corner with a cutter. Dude, we I all know how it. Sting has neck problems, and man, I was like, oh, fuck. Guys, yeah, that was a landing. It really was. It really, really was. Uh, yeah, he... He kind of like, he kind of like jumped too far into Sting, mm-hmm. and he kind of I don't know if like their heads hit or if instead of wrapping his arm around Sting's head, his like bicep kind of just like smacked on the top of Sting's head. But yeah, it was it was rough, and I, I, Sting kind of just fell right to the ground, and I was like, oh fuck. Um, but Sting got back up and fucking sure enough, started just hitting the ropes like nothing happened. And he's just running around, taking bumps, and just doing his thing. 
this this uh this led to a <coughs> this led to a spot where Jericho starts screaming at Guevara. Jericho set up a table, put Sting on it, and he was yelling at Sammy to he was yelling at Sammy to uh to hit him with uh hit him with the the uh six thirty. Mm-hmm. Jericho Jericho um is yelling at Sammy. Sammy kind of just looked at him. Sammy kind of just looked at him like, what the fuck? Um Yeah, Sammy kind of just looked at him like, what the fuck? But he then ended up just doing it anyway. What didn't really know no fight back. And uh Sting was supposed to move. He tried to get off the table. But he was just a little too slow, and Sammy ended up just fucking landing right on top of him. And right on fucking hit, man. Yeah, and Sting, Sting, you you could tell Sting was supposed to move because that man was up so quick. Jericho, uh, Jericho put, um, Jericho put uh, Nido in uh, the walls of Jericho, and he was gonna tap him out, and then Sting came in. Sting came in, uh, broke it up, hit him with the, uh, um, was it Jericho or, or Suzuki hit with the, with the Scorpion death drop? I don't remember. That's weird. Um, damn, it was one of them and um, yeah, I believe, and then I believe Nido ended up hitting his finisher on Chris Jericho to get these guys the win. And Los Stingo Bernables, the Japon, win the match. So, oh, yeah. yeah, this was this was that, man. And I heard on the media scrum, Chris Jericho was uh, pretty pissed. And I heard Tony Khan got really upset and told him, you need to leave, Chris. Fucking TK, man. And apparently, you know how that, you know how, you know, during the all-out fucking media scrum, that guy went to up to him and whispered the thing in the ear that was about the brawl? Yeah. Apparently, someone went up to him to whisper something in his ear again, but I guess it, like, wasn't, you know, a brawl out again, and people were just fucking memeing the fuck out that shit. Oh, my God. Because it's like two images. The first one is before he actually talks to him, and Tony Khan looks fucking terrified. And then the second, he's just fucking smiling his ass off because I guess he told him something good. Oh my god! The first one, is TK is just terrified. That's fucking. Hell. He he probably he probably told him he's like, hey, uh, I I just seen the elite and uh, CM Punk. And he just looks scared as fuck, and then he's like, they they were they were actually hugging it out, and then he just looks happy as fuck. <laughs> you know, that man fucking dropped when that man walked up to him. He was like, "Oh God, here I go again." <laughs> and I'm gonna ask him about like punk beat on the media scrum, and he, he apparently he said uh, like, he'll be on the media scrums, you know, eventually or next time or something. Oh no. Oh great! Ah, <laughs> oh. come to Greg at that decision. You know he's got a show to run. Apparently, yeah, Punk does have a company to run, so Punk. he does have a whole business to run here. Company man, Phil. 
And for the final match on this pay-per-view, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson mm. in this dream match that many thought would never happen. It has happened. And it, uh, oh, the six man went 15 minutes and 10 seconds. It's nice. But Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson as Kazuchika Okada was really good. Yeah. Was really good. And apparently, I just got word. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson has a fractured forearm following the match with Okada. And that equals a six to eight week recovery time. Sap put at the end of his tweet, I wonder what this will do for blood and guts. Uh, wait, that's what you do. Yeah. You heard the, uh, the rumor date of it. It was like July 19th or something. Fuck. So, either they're going to postpone this shit, or um, they're uh, just going to have to do it without Brian. Damn. So that fucking sucks. In, a, in another year, that Brian is going to guaranteed have to miss the G1 and not be able to do it. So, that sucks for Brian, man. That really does, man. But, um, yeah, apparently it happened... Um, when he do when he did one of those elbow drops, um, apparently he just fucking basically just landed on his fucking arm. So that sucks, man. That really sucks. Um, and another Fun another day. thing we learned from the media scrum was um, the final countdown will be a one-time thing because apparently, from what Tony Khan said, it to use it this one time cost around as much as a as a wrestler's contract oh. so i <laughs> my god dude it's gotta be it had to be like a million something dollars to use that fucking song it had to be that was the rumor in... when he came into aew that was mm-hmm. the rumor when he came into aew they said it was sitting around five hundred thousand to a million for them to use I... it i guess that was true man because holy fuck that is expensive that is absolutely insane. Um, and the final countdown is good, but to be honest, man, I, I'm I'm per, I'm cool with his with his theme song, uh, "Born for Greatness." I, I like it a lot, actually. I find it's my favorite theme song of his, man. Same. It starts with the fucking um, "Flight of the Valkyries," which is cool and nostalgia, and it goes and does its own thing, man. I think it's perfect. But um, yeah, man, it sucks for Brian, man. Six to eight weeks, man. So, if my calculations serve me correctly, uh, hopefully, he'll be back in time for, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So, eight weeks is literally the 21st, which is the week of All In. So he should be cleared around the 21st, and all in is the 27th. Oh, that is insane. He might just barely fucking make it. Or 
he might not he might just barely make it for all out too. That's also a possibility. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That absolutely sucks. But this match was very good. Uh dude. Uh Man. bro. There was the you guys know we were gonna mention this spot. There was a spot where Brian Danielson faked having a seizure. That man is insane. And I that, was fucking horrified. Yeah, I was fucking terrified. And it's fucking is it, it fucking Brian, man. Oh man. <sighs> with this man and faking life fucking life altering in the in match injuries. Dude is faking a seizure for for selling in a match, dog. Nobody got that dedication like that, like Brian, bruh. That shit was insane. I, and, I'm pissed. And before that, Okada tombstoned him on the exactly. ramp. Bryce walks up to Brian and, and holds his him. neck, and he's and he and he grabs Brian's neck to see if he's okay. Brian gets in the ring and starts faking and starts fake seizing. I. Oh, jumped up and put my hand over my mouth because I was just fucking... I, I was horrified. Yeah. And then fucking, you know, Bryce is fucking, like, freaking out. He's going up. He's, like, trying to call off the match in a way, but, like, trying to call the officials. And then fucking Okada just walks up to him and starts beating his ass. Okada and he's just not give a fuck about that man, bro. <laughs> that man literally told the fucking medical guy to just get out the way. And he just grab and he just picks up fucking Brian, and then Brian just fucking counters him and just hits him with a fucking new psycho knee. Dude is fucking... <laughs> that man, Brian gotta be stopped, bro. This man is absolutely hilarious. Uh, meanwhile, giving me a fucking heart attack in the process. I was horrified looking at the TV, just thinking about. I was just like, oh my god, am I watching fucking Brian have a seizure right now? That motherfucker was so goddamn convincing, man. God damn it. And then, and then he's holding his arm, and I wasn't sure if he got another stinger, because I know when you get stingers, the pain shoots through your arms up into your neck. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my, I was freaking the fuck out after that spot, bro, because this man... Oh Lord, I thought this man was having a fucking seizure, bruh. And I was uh-huh. I was losing my shit, bruh. That was not okay. Yeah, I really did, man. That shit was insane. But um Yeah, man. He, he fucking he really did that shit. He really did, bruh. Brian. <laughs> Brian fucking Danielson, bro. Man faked seizing. Uh so Okada walks up to him. And at this point, I'm thinking it's another Matt Hardy situation where fucking Sammy Guevara just picks him up and continues with the match. So I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So, and then Danielson just counters his shit and then he fucking hits him with a Busaiko knee. I was like, oh my lord. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, bro. Um, Danielson uh, hits him with a Busaiko knee. Um... These two, uh, 
you know, these two are continuing on and, and they're having a really good match. But then all of a sudden, Danielson just starts clutching his arm and he starts, you know, moving noticeably a little slower. And I, at this point, I, I was for I was sure that he had a stinger and mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, man. I was like, dude. This is not good, uh, but yeah, I mean, up until now, we found out he has a uh, fractured forearm. So, uh, I thought I thought for sure he got a stinger in the match, and I was just like, oh, "Fuck, man!" The Forbidden yeah, Door did. curse continues. Fucking it Adam really Cole did. and Tom Lawler or uh, Brian Danielson. Fucking a man, shit sucks, man. Shit really sucks. So the match doesn't really go too much longer. Danielson just puts him in some inverted. He could not put him in the crossface because of his no. arm. So he put him in some like inverted inverted hold where he was like just he trapped his arms with his legs and fucking Okada tapped out to Brian Danielson. That shit was fucking weird, man. That shit was really fucking weird. Oh my and... lord. Speaking of crossface, that spot in the Osprey and Kenny match where Osprey puts him in a crippler crossface and the crowd starts chanting, you sick fuck. Bro. Oh, that, that shit popped me, dog. That shit really did. Dude. But, um, I mean, now, after, you know, this information, we know why that match ended so abruptly, you know, that main event. But damn, that shit sucks. That had to happen like that, man. But I think they're definitely going to run it back. I don't know if it's going to be in a W. It might just be I, I was gonna say I could I could definitely see Brian doing Russell Kingdom and running this match back, man. So I mean Brian got the win, man. He somehow made Okada tap. Um apparently, from what I've learned, he Okada hasn't tapped since twenty fifteen. Um <laughs> so that's a that's a fucking that's a thing. Um so we'll see how it goes from here, man. But that sucks with Brian and his injury, man. Um and it fucking, and you know, fucking Brian making me, everyone think, you know, got a fucking seizure in the goddamn ring. But, um, was, they did, they did everything they could in this match. And then, you know, injury kind of halted the rest of it, man. But they were able to do well with what they were able, you know, to do. Yeah. And this is, uh, absolutely tremendous, uh, Again, that this show even gets to take place every year, man. You would never see WWE doing shit like this. You really wouldn't. Um, even though the way WWE is right now, that would be a fucking banger of a show. But that could be really good, man. Like, golly, that could be a banger. But we we could see the Usos versus the best friends. I mean, what? come on, guys. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Fucking. Seth Rollins versus Juice, man. Uh, never mind. I don't want this fucking show to happen anymore. <laughs> you don't want to see Austin Theory versus Orange Cassidy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck! It's getting worse and worse, bro. When I would want to see 
Um, well, I would, I, I'd kill to see Edge versus Christian Man. Oh my God, that. dude! Especially because fucking Edge made a Christian reference the other week. Um, he was on some like WWE video, you know, talking about his past or something. And uh, you know, they were showing him pictures of you know all the people he's wrestled in the past. And Christian came up and he said, he called, he just said one word. He called him like a like a like a. So he called him something, man. He called him like a bitch or something, like. Like a fake ass bitch or something. Like, man, I need this feud, bro. I would kill for this feud. Dude, this man, Christian, dude, versus Edge, bro. I need it, bro. I need that. <laughs> and all, dude, Christian and Cody. Oh, my God. God. Give that to me. <sighs> bro. <laughs> that. That would be the only feud where I would love him bringing up Dusty, man. Because that shit will be so brutal. Oh my god. Dude, Christian, you gotta leave him alone, man. He, 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 he's walking out of shows in a bad mood, man. You gotta, you know, <laughs> you gotta give him, you gotta give him a break, bro. He, <laughs> he's, he's got a lot on his plate right now, man. He's, he's. He, He's, you know, he's, he's walking out in a, in a fucking horrible mood, man. So that fucking Christian, bro, that man. So yeah. So back to what I was saying, man. Um, oh, that was my other joke. Um, dude, what about the new day versus, you know, who, oh Oh, yeah. Oh, I know who, dude. The best friends, bro. Rapungi Vice. <sighs> fucking let's fucking see it, dude. You know, people do say that Orange and the Best Friend is AEW's version of the New Day. How about that? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kill me, dog. Oh, fucking hell. Rapungi, yeah. man. Rapungi so, Vice, man. The fuck? Yeah, it, it's truly it's truly amazing that the show does get to happen, you know, because, you know, like I was saying, um, WWE, uh, it's really a shame. It's really a shame that WWE can't do shows like this. Um, and, and, and I know, I just know that man would love to do one. And Dude. Paul, I just know he would love to do one. Uh, but... Unfortunately, he can't. He's in a he's in a he's in a messed up situation right now. It's a bunch of in law shit. So, I get it. But uh, did you see in that fucking story that even Nick Khan is pissed at Vince McMahon for always changing the plans? Oh, good. Fucking yeah. Apparently, he's just as mad as uh, Triple H. Look at that. Good. Good. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them, man. Did you see he cut Bailey's match again? That's insane, dog. That's fucking insane. Fucking, what a fucking bitch. But, uh, I just know Triple H would love to do a show like this. Uh, uh, but, I mean, truly, man, I mean, shit like this, shit like this makes professional wrestling a better place. Uh, Forbidden mm. Door even being possible. It really <laughs> does make the landscape of professional wrestling a better place. This shit does nothing but good. And hopefully we will get something like this with WWE. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see, bro. 
We'll just have to wait and see, bro. Sorry for all the AEW fans I pissed off just by mentioning those three letters that you all hate so much. Um, you hate everything they do, Lauren. AEW does some of those same things. So they love it. True that, bro. True that. But it's it's a shame. It's a shame. But who knows, man? Maybe one day we will. But until then, AEW and New Japan just keep setting the fucking world on fire with this shit, bro. I mean, every fucking year, it's it's a banger of a show. I can't yeah, say man. it's better than last year, but it came pretty close. Definitely, man. Definitely. I still think last year is a step up from this show, man. But um, a great, great fucking show nonetheless, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, Yeah, dude. Uh, Just a great show. A great show. And overall, like I said, man, this is just something that makes professional wrestling a better place for, for everybody. Um, And it just, it's so enjoyable, man, just seeing worlds clash, you know. That's one thing. Um, you know, that's one thing as a wrestling fan, it just shit like that gets you excited, bro. Just thinking about people from other companies clashing and thanks to AEW and New Japan, bro, it, it comes to fruition every year. So it's, it's, it's really nice. It's really nice to see, uh, wrestling companies actually getting along and not WWE and some fucking fourth rate indie, um, Triple H tried and we loved it. We loved it. It was cool to see with Evolve and NXT, but let's be honest, bro. Fucking who the fuck cares about that? You know? Um, they just did that shit so they could fucking buy the company anyway. Yeah, so. and, uh, yep, exactly. And it just resulted with them just buying them. Uh, just it down. <laughs> fucking A. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know... You know, we got a little glimpse of it, man, but to be honest, bro, who the, who the hell cared... I mean, really, to see uh, NXT and some fucking third-rate indie company. So, I mean, it is what it is, but like I said, man, thanks to these two companies, bro, we get to see this shit every year, um, and it's uh, much appreciation for sure, bro. Definitely, man. Definitely. It, it's amazing to see every year, man. It's always a gem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you have fucking Suzuki doing the fucking sex gods pose. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. so yeah man and that's that's pretty much everything we got for this edition of the post show reviews and we will be coming to you guys in just six short days damn you know what i just fucking realized Mm. every wwe pay-per-view that takes place in america is going to be rivaled by collision Oh my god, it is. Money in the bank will be safe, uh, safe because that's you on know, Sunday, right? That's on a Saturday, but you know it's a England show, so it'll uh, no, it, it'll yeah. air. You know, it'll air. I think I think they said at like noon or at like one, it'll air. So, damn, yeah, I just realized that. So, SummerSlam, I'm sure I th- believe SummerSlam's on a Saturday. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I believe SummerSlam's on a Saturday. That'll, yeah, damn, I just realized that. Good Lord. Well, yeah, so, yeah, we will be live with you guys in just six short days here for the Money in the Bank review, where hopefully we see the man himself grab that briefcase. Well, apparently he's the man that Juice Robinson clears. 
according to AEW fans. But holy shit. Allow me to uh, quote Christian Cage. Get your head out of your ass. Holy fuck. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, but we will be live with you guys in just six short days for the Money in the Bank 2023 review live from London, England. We got Money in the Bank. We got the Bloodline Civil War. This Friday, we got predictions, and it's going to be lit, bro. So, yeah, man. With that, uh, this is... uh, yeah, thanks AEW for a killer Forbidden Door pay-per-view, man, and some killer-ass matches on tonight's show, and it was it was truly a gem. And, yeah, just it definitely helped keep my spirits up uh, during the day. So it was, it was oh, nice. Yeah. It was very nice because, oh, golly, today was fucking annoying. Um, but other than that, man, I'm going to go drink some fucking orange juice and get to bed because I feel like Thank shit. You. But I had to come hang out with my guys and gals. So thank you guys so much for being here with us. You know, we love hanging out with you guys, man. Again, thank you guys so very much. We love you guys so much. Uh, We appreciate you guys very much, man. And it has been always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And And that is going to do it for the Forbidden Door 2023 review. And that is going to do it for this year's Forbidden Door review. So to that, we will see you on the other side. We will see you next year uh, with what should be another banger show. And with that, man, that is going to do it. (laughs) That is going to do it. That is going to do it, man. Like I said, be live for Money in the Bank later this week. Uh, And with that, man, thank you guys so much. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you, guys, everybody who stayed up late with us. And we will see you guys tomorrow with Notorious Unscripted. Peace. I used to get pills on the bitch. Now I throw shields on the dick to stop them from the HIV shit. And niggas know they sauce like the pussy filling, playing the villain. Is the illest. The style is played out like on the one that what you talking about, Willis. The thrill is gone. The black, frank, white, there to excite, throw fits to sight. Bitches are like them brainless, guns are like them stainless steel. I want the fucking fortune like the wheel. I squeeze gas till my clip is empty. Don't tempt me, Joe. You don't want the fur right here. Yeah, damn if this ain't through shit. Come to spread the bud of beverage over harmony grip. It's the little killer death trap. It's armor deck black ninja. Come in where you at that surrender. Check beside the ring, use the number one contender. Looking cold booty like your pussy in December. Nigga, stop bitching. Button up your lipping. What method all you getting is the can of ass whipping. Hey, I be kicking. You son, you doing all the yapping. Acting as if it can't happen. Your button got me mad enough to touch some. You want some shallot? Allen, nigga.